BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Here's a recap of part one of my downstairs neighbor texted me that I was being too loud and I wasn't home. Could you quit stumping around up there, please? It's very late. What do you mean? I texted back. I'm not home. I can hear you up there. And whoever else is with you. Please, it's very late. And I'm trying to sleep. I'm telling you, really, I'm not home. Okay, then who is? Because clearly someone is stumping around up there. I let myself into my suite on the fourth floor. Two knives stuck into the wall right beside where my family portrait hung. Blankets and pillows in the living area had an assortment of goo on them. The sink was plugged with a pair of my socks and filled with water. What did you hear last night? What did it sound like? Someone has been in my suite! I felt something fall into my head. And it was a sock. After the sock fell on my head, I held it tightly in my hand and noped the fuck out of my apartment. And I don't mean just my suite, I mean the entire building. I kept running until I had crossed the road and made it to the grassy field. And I sat down in the grass, mind racing, and examined the sock. Inside was more of the mysterious goo that I had found on my bed and my couch. I ditched the sock on the grass and scrambled for my cell phone. My next call was to my landlord. Hello? He said in a raspy voice. Hey, I said. I'm from Suite 412. Something has happened in there while I was gone. Like what? He asked, his tone suggesting that he didn't really actually care. Can you please come check it out? Are you home now? Uh, not technically, I told him. But I can get there pretty quickly. Meet me out front? Sure, I'll leave in a few. The landlord who looked after my apartment building didn't live there with his tenants. As far as I knew, he actually owned his own house and had a wife and a family. I didn't have the slightest clue where his house was located, so I had no idea how long it would take him to get there. 
While I waited, I sat on the steps leading to the building's front door. I didn't dare go in alone. About 15 minutes had passed and he arrived. He followed me up to the fourth floor and we went into my suite, which I hadn't bothered to lock on my way out. There's knives and goo, I told him, and someone has been rummaging around in my stuff. The first thing he did was walk up to the knives in the wall. He looked at the portrait which had obviously been drawn over. Nice family, he said. I had no response. Then he pulled one of the knives out from the wall and I led him over to the goo in the living area. Using the blade of the knife, he carefully poked at the weird goo. He then sort of spread it around a bit and after a while of that, he touched it with his pointer finger. And then he raised his finger up to his eyes, only about a half an inch away from his thick glasses, and examined it. And then he tasted it. Hmm, he said. What else? My bathroom and bedroom, I said. There's more of that stuff on my bed, plus someone went through my sock drawer and, um, the bathroom sink is plugged with a sock. Show me, he instructed. I took him into the bathroom. Without a moment of hesitation, he pulled the sock out from the sink and drained the remainder of the water. He turned the tap on and helped himself to my hand soap and washed the goo off of his finger. I then showed him the socks and the toilet, and then I showed him my bedroom. I pointed out the goo in my bed and in the sock drawer that looked disastrous. You shouldn't stay here tonight, he said. Yeah, tell me something I don't know. I called my friend crying. She had just dropped me off not even in half an hour ago. And here I was, begging for her to come back. I wanted to be anywhere else but home. My landlord put some yellow and black caution tape over my door and promised that the authorities would look into it. I told them to call me with any news. And two days later, he hadn't called. One week later, he still hadn't called. A week and a half later, still, I waited to hear from him. I had called him numerous times, but was unable to get through to him. Each call went straight to his voicemail. Like, either his phone was off or he just didn't want to answer. At that point, I had been away from home for quite some time, and though I was grateful that my friend was allowing me to stay with her, I was getting tired of mooching. All I had with me was my own cell phone and the outfit I had been wearing that day. I missed my stuff. I wanted to cook in the kitchen with my own dishware, 
I wanted to sleep between my own sheets. I wanted to use the TV remote that I was familiar with. It all seemed like the most mundane stuff, but I wanted to go home. And I decided the next best option was to go visit the apartment building in person and see if maybe I could catch him. The following day, I borrowed my friend's cruiser bike and rode over to my apartment. I perused the street for a while, and nothing exciting was happening. No neighbors out on their balconies, and no sign of my landlord. But I wasn't ready to give up just that quickly. I ditched the bike underneath a giant oak tree in the front, and walked around back. And at first glance, it seemed again that no neighbors were outside or on their balconies on the south side of the building either. But then I heard, CLONK! The noise startled me and made me jump. I spun around a half circle to investigate the sound. And it was coming from the shed. On the south side of the apartment, right next to the back alley, there was a wooden shed where my landlord kept all of his gardening supplies or snow removal gear obviously depending on the season. And one thing I knew about the shed is that it didn't have a proper door. He kept it shut using a metal chain, which he secured with a locked padlock. The sound had been the chain. So, either someone had just gone in or someone had just come out. And there were no signs of anyone near the shed walking away, so... That confirmed to me that no one had came out. They couldn't come out and just disappear in thin air. Someone had to just go in. And I was desperate for some help, so I approached the shed and every cell in my body screamed at me. Don't do it! But I trooped on. My throat had become suddenly dry and my chest felt heavy. Once I reached the shed, I peeked through the slits in the old wooden wall. The gaps were just wide enough that if I stood my face directly on the shed siding, I could take a look inside. And inside was my landlord, my downstairs neighbor, and a few other tenants. There were abundance of paint cans which were filled with something that didn't look quite like paint. Oh my god, it was the goo. My downstairs neighbor dipped her hand into one of the cans, and she brought her hand to her face and sniffed like a hound dog. Then she held her hand out in front of her, and everyone else in the shed proceeded to lick the goo off of her fingers. Nope, 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 fuck that, I'm out. I got back on my cruiser bike and hightailed it out of there. And I got back to my friend's house and tore the front door open, then immediately shut and locked it. What happened? What's wrong with you? My friend asked, concerned at my state. I don't know. I really don't know. But I'm not going back. 
reassuringly. She reached out to me and grabbed me gently by the shoulders. She led me to her couch and sat me down. And that's when I collapsed into a weeping mess. Just try to calm down. I'll go make you some tea and get some band-aids and some medicine for the blisters on your feet. The blisters on my feet? What? I had been biking that day, but I was wearing thick socks and pretty typical van skater shoes. I brought my left foot up into the couch to see the blisters she was talking about. And I was no longer wearing socks. But I had no memory of ever taking them off. I hadn't even taken my shoes off. My Achilles tendon was raw from the shoe rubbing against the bare skin. I ordered a team of professional movers to empty my apartment and I found a new place to rent downtown. And once I got semi set up in my new place, I began to unpack. I checked every box and I couldn't find a single sock in any of them. <laughs> 